0: you're looking for more pet health tips, you can also subscribe to my free daily newsletter at healthypets.mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and today, Trina has nominated Kate Sears for an animal game changer award and we're so excited that Kate is joining us to tell us more about the amazing platform and initiative that she's a part of that helps save and rescue animals and so Kate thank you for joining me and congratulations on your game changer award thank Thank you you. (laughs) so for people Kate that aren't familiar with what you do and how you got started and how you were introduced to uh, this passion that is in you. Why don't you back up and tell our our listeners and readers a little bit more about about who you are.
1: All right, so like you said, my name is Kate Sears. I'm actually only 22 years old. Um, I recently just graduated from West Virginia University. I had a major in Um, sports and exercise psychology. I had minors in addiction studies and human services. I was in a sorority and I also helped with service dog training on campus. Um, Growing up, you know, my household was not the most healthy environment, but I had a dog. Um, And so she was this fat little beagle (laughs) named Biscuit. And she really was the only family member I could confide in. Um, and I know that sounds kind of weird, but people who have come from rough backgrounds understand that you will lean into anything you can get from support, whether it's a human, a sport, um, you know, friends, animals, and that kind of sparked my love for dogs. And you know, I go to friends' houses and I say hi to the dogs first. You know, I was walking the neighborhood dogs. I was just that girl who loved the dogs, and people were like, "Oh, that's so cute," but. From a young age i knew it wasn't just that oh i like dogs like there was something more so my passion with rescue started with after Biscuit passed away i decided um in my going into my junior year of college i wanted to rescue a dog so in my normal way i picked a trouble case because you know i relate to having issues and trauma from the past Um, so my dog Colt, he's half German shepherd, half lab. I got him when he was three years old. I was actually his fourth owner, Mm -hmm. um, extremely reactive on leash, hated people hated bicycles, hated cars, like just trauma. And a lot of people were like, you're only 19, you're only 20, like you're in college. And I was like, no, like, I'm not giving this dog up. I'm determined to make his life happy. Mm -hmm. Like he has suffered, he had lots of issues from humans, humans causing it, you know, not socializing him as a puppy, putting him back into a rescue or shelter environment three different times, you know, um, hitting him. And luckily the people who I adopted him from, they had to give him up because a dog attacked him, which escalated his fear and aggressive behavior towards dogs and she became pregnant unexpectedly and you know if i didn't adopt this dog he was gonna go back to the pound and you know three strikes you're out you're aggressive no one can really touch you all this stuff and i was like you're coming home with me we're doing this Mm -hmm. so um that kind of started the whole rescue world for me you know i had to learn a lot about all sorts of training i mean I worked two jobs, waitressing, um, whenever I wasn't at school. And in between shifts, I would take him to the park and we'd just sit and watch and treat and just learn that the world isn't so scary as it had been for the first three years. And then I was like, I'm actually kind of good at this. I'm actually kind of good at training. And I think because of my harsh past, I have an understanding with these dogs who have suffered And I do believe that dogs are soulful animals, so there is a connection. Um, I don't know if you want to call it supernatural or whatever, but I believe that is a thing. So when COVID hit and I could no longer work, I mean, restaurants were shut down, you know, college went online. I was like sitting in my boyfriend's apartment. What am I going to do? Like, I can't just sit here. Um, so I reached out to local rescues around Morgantown, West Virginia, and actually two ladies for pause got back to me, April Johnson. She is the owner. She, I look up to her. She's like my role model. She's, she's so cool. You know, she's tatted up. She like, she speaks her mind, but she's so passionate and knowledgeable. So I went to the rescue and I really don't think they expected this twenty-something-year-old to kind of stick around. But I've been there every single day since, and uh, like, and I know I shock them because they're like, "Shouldn't you be out like partying?" And, and I'm like, "No, this is what keeps my mental health sane." Mm-hmm. And I think there's a huge disconnect with people. Um, I know something I hear a lot from even my own friends, from people I come in contact with, is you know on social media. We have these posts of animals in other countries. I mean, we at Two Ladies Four Paws Rescue, we do local, so the United States, and we do international, Kuwait, Egypt, India, and China. Um, and people see these posts, they're like, oh my God, it's so sad. I couldn't finish watching the video. I had to keep scrolling. And to me, <laughs> I'm like, well, in the rest of the world, you don't get to keep scrolling. Yeah. We address it head on. and. We have to take care of the things that other humans broke. Mm -hmm. And I may only be 22 and I know I'm young and people may say I'm naive or whatever, but I have lived more life in these 22 years than a lot of adults will ever. And I know what's important. Money, not important. We just need to be good because I'm so frustrated with humans in general. I mean, whether it's about taking care of the planet, which that's one whole yeah. topic, or it's these animals. I mean, some of our worst cases are international, um, stray dog support, Helen, she runs it. She is our connection in India, a saint, like she is the coolest, nicest woman ever. And in India, you know, we've gotten dogs who people on the street just chop their ears off break their jaw, no reason. There's so many street dogs that they will throw food in front of train tracks so the dogs get hit on purpose. And that's just one part. You know, in China, they make these dogs to go on the street. That's their job, and to tear street dogs apart because there's so many. And I just don't understand the evil that people can Mm -hmm. have. Um. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've seen it growing up, human to human, Mm -hmm. and in the rescue world, I see it human to animals. You know, even the cats we get, we take in on the animals that other rescues don't want Um, because a lot of rescues and shelters and whatnot, they want to help these animals, but they want a quick turnaround as well. So we take in the blind, the deaf, the tripods, the missing limbs, the... I mean, this one dog, Joey, she got her face hit off by a train. But guess what? She talks, she eats, she drinks like a champ. I mean, her face yeah. is messed up. But that's because someone was willing to put time and love and effort, and saints around the world were willing to donate. Yep. But it's like, i'm really frustrated with people being like oh well i don't know what to do well guess what if you can't adopt then foster if you can't foster then volunteer if you can't volunteer then donate if you can't donate then educate the people around you educate the new generations just be kind Mm -hmm. and it's i think that is the biggest thing because people think oh i don't have my you can educate You can talk to people. You can make them aware. You can stop scrolling past these sad stories and videos because you're uncomfortable. That's the reality. And you need to make the difference. And some people may not like that. You know, a lot of people, as humans, we want to avoid what makes us uncomfortable, but we can't be Mm -hmm. doing that anymore. We just can't.
0: Well, what's so beautiful about your story is like so many other. When I say victims, so many other young things, either animals that are being controlled by humans or kids, you, you didn't choose your circumstances. And animals are not choosing these circumstances. They're in them and they need to get out of them. And unless people help kids out of those circumstances and help animals out of their circumstances, they're left in really unfathomable, unspeakable, heinous, abusive, potentially life-threatening situations so i agree with you it is our it is our job to help each other love each other it it can be uncomfortable but what i tell people that say to me you know i could never be a veterinarian because of blank i get it and so maybe being a veterinarian wasn't your calling but doing something still is and so our job is to find out where we can plug in Uh, and then work on our comfort level and become resilient and strong and become more effective as advocates for ourselves, our planet, the, the inhabitants of the earth. But you have used your childhood, your less than amazing childhood experience to help animals with less than amazing childhood experiences and you know what's so cool Kate is you probably have seen animals are pretty darn therapeutic because you get them out of their disgusting situation and they're like woo glad to be out of that all right <laughs> what are, and like you watch them i'm not going to say recover because they still have trauma they have ptsd they have stuff that they yeah. you know that we're we're working on with them because they got stuff yeah. but isn't it awesome to see how animals can pivot and shift. To me, the most inspiring thing about the animal kingdom is what they come out of and then how quickly they can pivot. Yeah, they can be triggered just like we can with our stuff, but animals are the best role models for resiliency and they can still have the capacity to love and be kind and they can get on with their life sometimes better than humans can. So by us rescuing them and then us, being in community in their lives, they end up rescuing us as well. And there's this awesome synergy. The more animals we save, the more opportunities they have to be put into situations. Yes. With scars and yes, missing eyes and missing legs and missing limbs, but not missing any part of their soul. It's fairly amazing.
1: I totally agree. Like, and I wish more people had the mindset that you and I both do. Um, I think in our modern day society, if things aren't directly affecting us, um, we can sweep it under the rug and kind of, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, that's sad. Like, I I feel so bad, but you're not doing anything, you know? And I don't get why people don't want to at least try to do something. You know, you'd be so surprised what a $5 donation can do. I mean, that's not just, oh, that's just a box of treats I mean, we have dogs who, like yesterday, I didn't know if I'd be able to do this interview with you because I spent all day yesterday with this dog named Emily. Um, she was from India. She was a black paralyzed lab. She was three years old and she came to us um, about two weeks ago. You know, she flew in at JFK in New York. This another amazing volunteer, Chris picked her up. I met her in Hancock at like four in the morning. I'd been doing doing 24 hour um, transports for all these animals straight. So I was like, I'm gonna fall asleep, but I need to do this. And she was so spirited. And within the last four or five days, she, she stopped eating. And I was like, all right, maybe you're just kind of depressed. So I was like, all right, we're gonna go on a field trip. So two days ago, like I took her to a pet friendly juice bar, got her a pup cup at Starbucks. And yesterday I walked into the rescue because I do all the dog potty breaks. So I do 10 in the morning, 2 PM and 10 PM. And I was like, I called April. I was like, April, something like, this isn't just depression. So it was like, all right, put the IV fluids in, put the Row syrup on her, her mouth. Let's get her blood sugar up. I called the vet. I geared her the vet. And this beautiful girl who was paralyzed in India, who we finally raised the funds to get her to America. We got her here safely. I made sure she was comfortable and clean and her sores were being taken care of. She's a kidney failure. Mm-hmm. And I think I lasted about five seconds before I just
0: bawled. <sighs> so yep.
1: I told the vet, you know, I had April on the phone. I was like, I'm taking her home with me. I don't care. She yep. is gonna pass away. She's gonna pass away in my bed. Like that I'm yep don't care. And I told my boyfriend and he's like, well, isn't that going to make it harder on you? And I was like, I don't care how hard it is for me. I want her to be comfortable. And, yeah. you know, went back to the rescue because I had to feed the other dogs, had to do like their night shift she was in my car, windows down, beautiful air, you know, luckily it wasn't hot or anything, you know, made her super comfortable. When I was done with everything, I went out to my car and she was dead. Hmm. And I was so mad last night and I was, mad, and I, you know, I believe in God. I mean, I know some people don't, but of a higher power. And I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And in this rescue world, people say, Oh my God, you're so amazing. You know, you're helping all these animals, but they don't see that us workers, us volunteers, us owners, we cry every
0: day, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it just, it, oh. it's just heartbreak you're signing up for yeah. a perpetual heartbreak, but that's not, that is that, that is a given that's going to happen. You're going to yeah. cry. I tell people I, I flush my tear ducts on a daily basis. It's just flushing right. is something that uh, you, we are well acquainted with grief. But that doesn't change the why or how of why we're doing this. The cool thing, I think, Kate, about what you're seeing at a very young age is, yes, the world has got darkness and a lot of pain and a lot of unnecessary abuse and hurting. But what you're also capable of seeing at a young age is that there are beautiful people who will come together like this collected concerted effort to get this dog across the ocean she didn't die alone on the streets of India. She died in your car with you. It's good. And, yeah.
1: like, and I think that's the one thing that made me able to pull it together to do this. Yes. You. Because yep. after I went through, and I'm sure you understand, is in the rescue world, in the dog world, whether you're a vet or whatever, we don't get to take a break to grieve. Because guess what? She died in my car, and I had to finish feeding 23 other dogs. Of course. And, you know, like you said, we sign up for this, and it doesn't take away from the good we get. But, you know, on my, my 22nd birthday, I was at the rescue, you know, yeah. holidays. I'm at, like, we don't get a day off. These dogs need to go out three times a day. Yeah. These cats need their litter changed, they need their water, they need their food, they need their attention, you know. I was lucky enough that April has taught me so much that she's really kind of let me take the reins with the rescue. Like yeah. I'm good for a year. And after graduation, she hired me. So great. Um, and, you know, I, I run all the social media, the Instagram, the Facebook, the website, the pet finder. I do all these transports to the vet from the airport. I do all the daily care of these animals. I learned how to give IVs and microchip and shots. And I do all yeah. options and home visits and meet and greets. And it's, you'd be so surprised the people that you come in contact with, because there's this one lady that I actually adopted two dogs out to recently. And she was, she used to help horses in Canada that were being used for the slaughter. And it's like, I'm in my little world of dog and cat rescue internationally in the United States, but there's more than just these two types of animals, you know, there's yeah. horses in Canada. We have, you know, animals going extinct because humans are being selfish Yeah. and it's just so much bigger than anyone can wrap their head around
0: Yeah.
1: and it's heartbreaking. So when people just mm, under the rug, it makes me uncomfortable. I decided to use Emily's death as my motivation for this interview because, you know, when you hear you're going to do an interview, you kind of want it to be, oh, your best foot forward, sweet, this is what we do, amazing, but I'm angry. You're right, right. <laughs> and I think a lot of people in rescue are angry, and it's time that we stop just putting on this, oh, happy-go-lucky, we love animals, because humans are doing this, mm-hmm. and we're all fed up. And people need to look at themselves in the mirror and do something.
0: And I do, I think that the more, especially when young people, we, just so you know, us, all us old rescuers love it when we get young, passionate rescuers in because you, your motivation feeds us, but you are correct. You're correct in that you, you deal with anger because we're picking up the pieces of society that didn't need to be broken in the first place. This is unnecessary pain, unnecessary abuse, unnecessary circumstances. And yet if the only way to stop that cycle is through education. So you're spot on talking about it is the most important thing. Awareness is the most important thing. Meeting other amazing people who are in our same rescue pod internationally feeds our souls, but is a massive part of the communication aspect. Kate, now that you've been in this, you've been in this now long enough to be able to, despite that you're sad, despite that your heart is broken, despite that you're angry or frustrated, you get up every morning with something that lights your soul on fire. What do you love? What do you love about the work that you're doing? What inspires you every morning to get up and keep going?
1: I mean, I think you kind of brought it up. It is that I'm there for these animals
0: breakthroughs.
1: I mean... Um, I suffer from depression, bipolar, anxiety, PTSD, you know, I'm medicated. I go to therapy, you know, I have a spiritual advisor, I pray. And the one thing I was missing was my passion and what makes me happy. Mm -hmm. And yes, is it annoying when, you know, I walk in and a dog poops in his kennel and then I let him out for an hour and then they come in and poop again. Yes. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you're outside. But even in those tiny moments where I'm like, come on now, I know I'm doing something good. And I think knowing that I'm not an awful person, and that I am helping these animals. And you know, we had this one dog, Libby, she was from down south, I want to say Texas, and neighborhood kids would shoot her with BB guns. So somehow we got a hold of her transported up here and we've had her for over a year now and two months ago she let me pet her Mm -hmm. and she has never let anyone close enough to pet her unless she's like Mm -hmm. on drugs knocked out to get spayed
0: yeah yeah
1: and you know just being able to pet a dog may seem so small to someone but inside I was like oh
0: Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely we're celebrating. Yes. Of course. Yeah. And like
1: my bless my boyfriend's
0: heart because I talk to him every day.
1: This dog did this. This dog's stomach issue stopped. Like it's all these small wins. And I recently encountered this one dog, Liberty. Um, I don't try and, you know, pick favorites because I talk to them like they're all my dogs, like all my personal dogs. That's why everything hurts or feels so great because I consider them all my own dogs. But Liberty. Um, came from India and she was actually given to another rescue. She is like an eight year old grumpy St. Bernard, just like attitude, all this stuff. She was in a foster, didn't get along with the smaller dog. She then went to a boarding kennel. She then was adopted then returned to the, the foster. And this rescue, I mean, this, this is just rescues in here are also broken in the United States instead of continuing to try to work with her, they said, they called Helen from Straight Dog Support because of the Indian connection said, we're gonna put her down. So Helen of course called to ladies, four calls, calls April because we're the last ditch effort for all these animals and goes, I trust your opinion. If she needs to be put down, can you please decide that? But like, I don't think she needs to. So Helen went to Wisconsin met me in Ohio, I met her in Ohio, I went to grab Liberty's leash, she tried to bite me, I was like, that's okay, that's okay, that's fine. You know, I got her out of the car, we were kind of running around, and this dog that didn't like people in general, bonded with me within four hours. And, you know, I think Liberty was this little guardian angel because, you know, in the rest of the world, you do get tired every day of Mm -hmm. crying, of dealing with stupid people. And I wasn't doubting my passion, but you know, I was kind of down in the dumps a little bit. And I truly believe Liberty was put in my life to give me that spark again, to be like, you just got this dog who was about to be put down, who came across here and this other rescue gave up on her, took my day off to drive to Ohio to get her, you know, she tried to bite me right off the bat. And now yeah. she gets her little zoomies and she's so happy to see me. And I found her an amazing home, amazing adopters.
0: It's so good. Little- it's that it's exactly you, you do have to celebrate. You do have to celebrate the tiniest of wins. Yes, <laughs> you, you absolutely do. It's Kate, if people wanted to learn more about the, the rescue, what animals might be available for adoption, to help support the rescue. If people wanted to learn more, where would they go?
1: So we have our website that I run, twoladyscorepawsrescue.com. That is always updated with all of our dogs and cats that are available. Um, if their adoption is pending, I put it on there so everyone's kind of up to date what's happening. We also have a PayPal link on our website to donate. Um, if you wanted to volunteer or, you know, help us do a fundraiser or if you're at work and you want to do a fundraiser, I don't care if you're in Ohio, Mississippi, we can team up with you. Um, You would email us and our email is also on the website and April would skip, like, look at it. She'd send it to me and then be in contact with me about setting it up, um, getting it done. So you can really go to our website or on Facebook, you know, that's kind of, our little exciting place where I do daily updates. And I also have an Instagram, Tuli's Four Calls Rescue. Um, but all that is awesome. linked to our website. And also on my personal Instagram, um, Kate Sears, you, I have a link tree, which if you go to my profile, you can click on it and it takes you to all these different things for our rescue that you can contact us by.
0: That's awesome. I love that Katrina nominated you for your Game Changer Award. What you're doing is important for you in terms of rehabilitating your soul, important for the souls that you are rehabilitating, important for the world to know, see and hear that all of these animals deserve care, unconditional love and protection. And you're you're doing that, which is wonderful. Kate, if you could let the world know one thing, about the work that you're doing right now or what you've learned thus far in your life? You're still really young, but if you could tell the world one thing, what would it be?
1: I would say that the smallest bit of kindness can change a life. I don't care if you want to be kind to animals, to people, to the tree in your yard that you're thinking about chopping down, It's time for us as humans to take responsibility for the damage we are doing, whether it's you doing it personally or your neighbor or someone in a totally different country. There's things we can do to help and just sitting back and letting it happen and not doing anything. It's not working anymore and it's not helping anyone. So no matter how small the kindness you have that you can give, please just give it. I don't, I'd love if it was to our rescue, to other rescues, you know, but I'm not going to force it into a little box because there's yeah. so much negative and everyone needs kindness right now. There's
0: a massive need, right? There's a massive need. and there's not enough people loving and caring for the things around them. But my dear, that, you are doing not just your part you're picking up the slack for all your neighbors and friends until they recognize (laughs) that it is our our job to to all care for the creatures and love love the things around us that need support love and trust unconditional um support really and you're doing that and it's wonderful i'm so thankful uh that katrina nominated you and it has been A joy to get to know you via this Game Changer interview. We're excited to see in a decade or two decades the type of rescue work that you're doing because your passion is visible and you're committed to to this process. So congratulations and we're anxious to check in later on in your career.
1: All right, I'll be here.